Make Me Laugh. Welcome to Make Me Laugh, the comedy pod driven by listener inputs. I'm your host, Pete Z. Vice, president of Innovation and Content Moderation. Just want to start with a little bit of a thank you to our listeners. The numbers continue to grow across the globe. I've asked you to share the pod selectively, and you've done great. Thanks for expanding the audience intelligently. The idea here is to build an audience that isn't comprised of, of, you know, people whose greatest accomplishment is purchasing a Nissan Armada on credit and then becoming a slave to an automobile that is a farce. Refer back to episode 28 for additional details regarding Nissan products, terms, and conditions apply. See, we need an MML audience that actually thinks about things. And that's why I thank you for not only listening, but sharing the show with people that think critically about the world. Five. The five. Five things mega corporations are doing to your five senses by Google Lard. The largest LLM you will ever meet. Nice. Okay, Google here has set these up. The five items are each one of the five senses. And then he provides a tactic that is used by the mega corporation and a commentary. I shall read them now. Number one, sense of sight. Big tech tactic. Attacking your eyes with blue light. Commentary. I prefer the old days when big tech would just send door-to-door salesmen to your house to throw sulfuric acid into your eyes. (laughs) At least you got to see an actual person right before you were permanently blinded. (laughs) Second, sense of hearing. Big tech tactic. Blasting messages directly to your subconscious via earbuds. Commentary. Back in my time, evildoers would not penetrate via your ear holes. They went right through the back That's not appropriate. Third sense, big tech is attacking. Oh, this is the sense of taste, but it's not big tech. It's big corn tactic. Using genetically engineered foods that are designed to addict and kill you so there is no one alive to bring them to justice. Commentary. In the good old days, we freely chose to kill ourselves using homemade saturated fat. Fourth, sense, big tech is attacking, sense of smell, big tech tactic, big tech cleverly tried to remove homo sapiens' ability to smell by creating a global pandemic, which was successful. Millions did lose their sense of smell, and the side benefit is that many more are dead. Commentary, Jesus, commentary, where I come from, we don't get COVID. <laughs> oh, well, I guess if you're an AI, you wouldn't. Um, fifth and final sense of touch. Big tech tactic embeds specially, specialized haptics into every handheld device, precisely synchronized with audio and video signals to deliver full immersion. Read control for fee, for and of The user, read product. Okay, I guess he's saying the user is the product. Hmm, we've seen that before. Commentary, it's bad. I come from a simpler time when the only problems were homophobia, sexual harassment, and rampant racism. (laughs) Jesus. All right, the five made me kind of, you know, reflect a little bit. Humans interacting with the physical world through our senses. If an entity 
via the physical world can control the senses. They can control the behavior. Big corn, big tech, they're on the prowl. Big corn will take your taste, touch, and smell via carbohydrates, sugar, salt, salt substitutes. And then big tech will come along and vacuum up everything else. Sight, sound, soul. That's right. I said it. But Pete, there's a new show on Netflix about a guy who kills some people. We don't have time for MML. Exactly. Go watch the Netflix show. Guess who doesn't give a fuck about the Netflix show or the five senses? That's right. AI. The algorithms don't need the addictive technology. They are the technology, and they certainly don't need the gluten-based mail, products. Mail, 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 mail. today reads, Pete, you are constantly trashing large corporations like you are some comedy Ralph Nader. But the problem is that it's all talk. Some people are saying you don't practice what you preach. Do you have any examples of you actually taking on big tech or big corn? Or do you just lay around your, quote, home of record, <laughs> nice, <laughs> taking pot shots at these companies, best, Javier in Germany? Oh, Javier, apparently you're accusing me of just, you know, talking smack. It's funny that your own email is pretty much doing just the same thing. My hypocrisy detection algorithm is pegged, sir. Here is a 100% true example, Javier, for you. A big win for MML this week, in fact, where yours truly, Pete Z, took on a huge corporation and emerged victorious. What did you do, Pete? Unsubscribe from Vanity Fair? <laughs> no, I accomplished that months ago. This time, I took on Under Armour. I remember the founder of Under Armour talking about how they grew the business back in the day, and he said they never gave products away for free. It was like for sponsored events and product placement and entertainment or, uh, you know, sporting events. Never give anything away for free was one of his, uh, you know, touchstones, I guess you would say. And that, you know, that's great, except that while Under Armour didn't give anything away, they nefariously took things away from Pete Z. Now, I like Under Armour apparel. I like the little UA logo. What I don't like is how the U... And the A on the logo, you know, start peeling away after a few uses of the product. You know, the little part where the letters intersect, it starts to fall off. And it doesn't look like weathered and faded and cool. It looks fucking terrible. It looks like the equivalent of driving a car with a, you know, a spare tire, the donut tire, a smashed fender, and a Mitt Romney bumper sticker. It's not great. Now, with Under Armour, most people have this happen. And they either look like they're wearing a disheveled, degraded version of the uh, gear, and their life starts a downward spiral. Or they just go buy new Under Armour apparel. Pete Z fell into the former camp, wearing Under Armour shirts with half the fucking logo missing. This harmed my reputation and placed me at high risk. High risk of being considered a slob. What's the worst designation one can get? That of slob, if you ask me. So how did I defeat this corporate giant that is Under Armour? I, I did it by using a simple machine, of course. The inclined plane, a.k.a. The knife. That's right. I took a sharp knife, scraped off the remaining portion of the Under Armour logo. And when you do that, there remains a subdued outline of said logo. It actually looks 
pretty similar to the Under Armour products when they first came out on the market. They only went to these more prominent logos when they figured out that would be more visible and increase market demand, you know, like all these brands do when the consumer is basically paying to advertise the product on the shirt, the hat, or the $350 cooler with accompanying hat and bumper stickers. <laughs> now, I have two Under Armour shirts here that I've retrofitted, t-shirt and a long sleeve, and now they look like throwbacks. And they're going to last me for years. So the final score is Pete Z2 Under Armour. $500 in total Pete Z purchases over the year. I figure if highly athletic MML listeners replicate my knife scrape logo method, we can take Under Armour down a few pegs. They will have to put the uh, MML logo scrape effect into their quarterly reports. And yes, Maud Sumpkins, if you are alive and listening, now you know I too own knives. And I don't use them to threaten people. I use them to take down global corporations. Quick break and more innovation coming your way. PZ sounds like... PZ sounds like this week coming in from Brigadier Saxby, a repeat MML submitter, an individual of extremely high skill level. And I wish I could add a low DBQ score. Sadly, without further observational data, I can't assign Saxby a DBQ score. Pete, is Saxby a good person? I'd like to think so, but scientific findings require experiments. They say analyzing comedy is like dissecting a frog, so that's not an option. But, like, you know, if I could conduct a true experiment by pitting this Saxby in a knife fight against the great Maud Sumpkins, wouldn't that be an awesome experiment? You know, what's the downside? Saxby dies? Well, problem solved. There's DBQ as a null set then, right? It's undefined. Maud dies, the world is in a safer place, and Saxby based on what the science tells us, must have a very low DBQ. You know, sometimes, sometimes I fucking amaze myself. Can you imagine Pete Z selling tickets to a knife fight? One night only, Maud versus Saxby, in a fight to the death. All sales final, no animals were injured in the production of this podcast. Sounds like a man who provides unsolicited advice and critique to anyone he observes using a squeegee at the petrol station. All the unwanted advice is forearm centric. <laughs> Saxby, no doubt here. Cleaning a windscreen requires forearm power and endurance. Am I wrong? As does any other physical work, right? Every single job. From short order cook, garbage truck worker, brick mason, prison guard, AI unicorn prompt engineer, don't believe me? How about we conduct an experiment for that, right? We just have Maud Cud, Cud uh, you know, come in and, uh, Maud Sumpkins, that is. Go back to the previous episode if you need a primer on her capabilities. Have her come in and cut your flexor carpi ulnaris tendon. FCU tendon for those scoring at home. And see if you can make an omelet after that. Sounds like a man who goes out of his way to place stickers on each Bitcoin, quote, ATM he chances upon that say, look in your wallet after you use this. It's empty. <laughs> Spot on. 
PZ sounds like a man who has at least one members only jacket that perfectly matches every pair of pants he owns. <laughs> PZ sounds like a man that has taken on the advice to quote, know when to say when, the, but then rarely does so, much to the chagrin of the members of his home of record. The, yeah. He got me on that one. Nailed it, uh, Saxby. PZ sounds like a man whose business keeps its records not by the physical year, by, or excuse me, by the physical year, not the physical year, and is unapologetic about it when questioned by some smirking new MBA out of Wharton. Parentheses, this attitude will garner the young upstart a permanent trip out to the MML warehouse. We do have a warehouse. Well, that's actually more of a fucking shed. We'll go on to the young uh, upstart uh, trip to the MML warehouse where they'll be placed in charge of sweeping the lorry park until their forearms burn and their DBQ score changes appropriately. All kidding aside, attention spans are shrinking. Here's the thing, you gotta acknowledge it. There's so much coming at us that it's hard to focus for more than five seconds, right? That's why TikTok and YouTube shorts are so popular. Problem is anyone can produce that amount of content. So you you end up with two million videos and only like four are any good. There's a lot of waste. Now, if you lie to yourself and say, I'm an intellectual, I'm an elite, I'm a coastal elite, you end up trying to watch these three-hour documentaries. It's the other side of the spectrum. And you listen to these like fucking four-hour podcasts. And you have the problem there of the lack of dopamine hits. Plus, you burn through like half your day watching or listening and your life turns into a fucking mess. MML is the solution. Moderate length episodes, consistently structured, packed with information so you can tailor and apply it to anywhere, whatever goal you might have, it'll help. And thank you for joining me today. And please continue, as I said at the outset, selectively share the show. Keep your DBQ data encrypted, your forearms rips. Pete, Pete, why do you talk so much about forearms? Because when a decorated three-star corps commander looks you in the eyes and tells you that forearms are critical for mission success, and that's a fucking true story. When that happens, you pay attention and you put it on the MML podcast. Why? Because MML cares. Oh, oh, wow, wow. Look at this. The producer entered the studio. Welcome back, sir. With this little cell phone light on. Listen, I'll wrap up this fucking episode when I'm good and ready. This is my time. My time. Okay, I'm good now. Thank you all so much. Talk to y'all next week. Don't try to flex on me.